Hey, everybody, welcome to self- I was like caught in the middle of a day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Self-Evident Socialist Podcast. You have here with you Vladimir. I'm Boris. Boris, and we have who's? Alexi. Alexi producing said podcast. Thank you for joining the Communist Podcast. We thought we would celebrate Comrade Whitmer tonight. Com- comrade, 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 everybody give applause. Comrade in Soviet Michigan. Yes. You you are free to choose who we, who choose, we choose for you. Yes. So your free will da. is who we choose for you. Da. Da. What? Isn't that exactly what's happening in Michigan uh, right okay, now? Okay. And you know what? We don't have we don't have a problem doing that. And you know why? Because we live in America where we're the land of the free and the home of the brave. And so we're going to be talking to uh, one of our uh, friends, and, and he's also on our board, Andrew Gurick, yep. uh, who's over there because we were going to interview Marlena today um, from, from her bistro, but the, she just got arrested uh, a few days ago, and now he's going to be, since he's been over there talking with her, he's the one who connected her uh, with us, and so now we can't interview her, but he's going to kind of be on the ground level uh, out there. So just just before we get into that, guys, if you have not gone to our website, go to theselfevidenttruth.com theselfevidenttruth.com. We just got back from South Carolina. We did several events and it was awesome. I mean, people were prayed for, set free. It was pretty awesome to be there. We did obviously our message of of the biblical view of America, biblical view of government, all those things. And these young people are eating it up and they're ready for the truth and they're hungry for the truth. So guys, again, go to 1776truth.store, 1776truth.store. Get yourself one of these kind of hats here. See this here hat? It's a beautiful hat. It's, It's beautiful. Make America Soviet again. <laughs> it's kind of what it feels like. It's misprint. Right. And guys, comment where you're from. We're going to give you a couple of seconds here to share the show. That could have that, that come out wrong. <laughs> share the show. Share the show. Comment where you are from because we're excited to have you on right now. Guys, South Carolina was the bomb. We're going to uh, Missouri actually this week here. Yep. And so here we are. Mike, you got anything to add before yeah, we hop into absolutely. this thing? absolutely. Do not forget all of our social media presences. Of course, everybody's presences. on presences. presences. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to get on, whether it's Facebook, whether it's YouTube, whether it's BitChute, whether it's Rumble, whether it's Parlor, whether it's iTunes, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify. Yes, that's right. We are on all of those. So be sure to check them out. Be sure to leave reviews, guys. Um, make comments. That, that helps in the algorithms. That way we can get out to more people. I'm sure we've got some new listeners viewers tonight from the homeschool convention so we right. just want to give a shout out to you guys also to yes, the constitution party of florida we are on their facebook page now going live uh with this information again you guys understand who we are we are not republican we are not democrat we are constitutional christian conservatives we love a law and we love god's law uh, first and foremost so that's why we're on here so we're yep. going to get right into this thing we're going to interview my buddy andrew uh he's a dear brother of mine uh, out in Michigan. I think he's at Marlena's right now. As we speak, yeah. if we could chime him on in, that'd be fantastic. We'll get him on to eight. All hey, right. guys. How's it going? Hey, Good. Andrew. What's How going on, you? buddy? Hey, we're uh, standing right in front of Marlena's right now. Uh, you know, obviously, this is uh, what it looks like when the uh, the state of Michigan's in business of putting out of, putting small business out of business, you know? Gosh. Which, here, let me ask you this. Nobody gave the, the, the authorization for, for them to come onto her premises and board it up, correct? They just boarded it up for her. Am I, so, am I... so, yeah, my understanding is is some supporters uh, in uh, some other people boarded it up to, uh, to make her complicit with the, uh, with the orders of the court. Um, they're hoping to get her out, I guess, of jail on Friday is my understanding. But um, 
the uh, the attorney general wanted to make sure that the place was boarded up and closed up and out of business for uh, for compliance, apparently. And I, and I think it's funny, Andrew, because like since you're the one who really kind of put this at the forefront for me, you you actually shared with me this whole story before it actually hit the news. I think there was a Vimeo video that you shared about her story. She's an immigrant. Can you kind of tell us about her a little bit? Because yeah. her yeah. story is pretty low away. Yeah, no. So she's uh, she's an immigrant of uh, Poland. Uh, 1983, she escaped Poland and uh, became a citizen uh, in 1992 of, of the United States. Um I don't know exactly when she bought the restaurant. I know it used to be called the salad bar. Um, a lot of people locally remember it being the salad bar, but she she purchased it. And uh, it might, I believe it's about 20 years is is, is what I believe. Uh, I read somewhere is that it was 20 years she's had this business. So um, she's open from typically 6 to 2 in the afternoon. She doesn't do supper or anything like that. But, um, so yeah, she... She's now facing 93 days in jail uh, or until the state's assured that her business is closed down, you know, uh, and then a $7,500 fine on top of probably another $30,000 fine is, is 30,000 plus. I, I um, want everyone to understand too. This is because she kept her business open through COVID. Yeah. Not, not, right. not selling drugs, not, not, not a pedophile, nothing like that. No murder involved. She kept her business open during COVID. Right. Thank you, Wittmer. You're right. Right. So she's, um, yeah, she's, she's, she's facing jail time for that. You know, meanwhile, uh, you know, the headline should have been is Marlena stays open through this whole pandemic and has zero, absolutely zero cases of COVID. Uh, except for when she uh, she got, uh, I think she was uh, the last court case that she had, um, or when she was she's in in uh, contempt of court the last time they they brought up something that one person had supposedly came through and had it, but you know who that person was, who knows, you know. Yeah, I noticed that they the news articles tried to connect her to that but they they couldn't really do it because they have no proof or evidence whatsoever that it had anything to do with the restaurant and right it, right it's just it's interesting how everybody seems to be coming out of the woodwork to attack her from the government uh we were looking through some of the quotes that the judge had made you know she the, where was it um the judge had said ma'am this is not burger king as soon as that sign changes to Burger King, you can have it your way. Until then, you will not disrespect me in my courtroom. Right. Matt, do you want to say why the judge had said that? Yeah, and basically what – Andrew, maybe you can help me with this uh, because Evie just commented she left Poland because of tyranny and socialism, Communism. and yet now she gets arrested in a republic. Mm -hmm. In a right. constitutional right. republic, she gets arrested. But you know, the judge was asking her, you know, do you swear to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth? we got to understand Marlena doesn't understand English very well. She's just she, she's just trying to do her biz. She was trying to make a statement and the woman just went off. This judge went off on her. Am I right on this? Because that was that video that was kind of shown on Michigan Live or M Live or whatever it's called. Right. If, if you watch the video, it just makes your blood boil because it's just like, you know, you, you got an innocent person here that's just trying to run her business, trying to serve people. And um, and you got the state cracking down on her and then treating her like a piece of crap, you know. Uh, if you ask me, the judge was the one that was was the you know the one out of out of tone. Yeah, this this judge said you have selfishly not followed the order 
not follow them for your own financial gain and apparently for the publicity that comes with this. So now we're determining uh, the the intent behind there. Um, and it's it's really frustrating for yeah. to see this happening when all she was trying to do was stay open because it's her livelihood. You know? Yeah, and dude, right. she came here to seek life. She came here to seek liberty, pursuit of happiness, all those things. Andrew, can you tell me what happened? Was it yesterday that there was a huge rally? Can you tell us what happened yesterday out there? Yeah, so yesterday, um, actually me and my wife drove by about, uh, I think it was around 9.30. Or no, I'm sorry. Maybe it was 8.30 or something like that. And um, there was already people starting to kind of file in the parking lot. They had an event at 3. And uh, by the time we got here at 3 o'clock, the place was well, from about here. I mean, it was just solid people here. This whole parking lot over here was just packed. Uh, and it was it, it was just all people. People parked down the road there. And there's like a couple other businesses down there that allowed them to park over there. But it was just solid people. There was people along both sides of the road on the sidewalks. Um, there's actually another event tomorrow at 11 o'clock. The Michigan GOP is going to have a press conference here. Um, I don't know all the details what they're going to be talking about, but um, they'll have a they'll have an event here tomorrow. So 11, 11 a.m. So, goodness. But yeah, hey. ye yesterday they had a couple different uh, keynote speakers. Uh, three different candidates that are running for governor were here. Um, some other miscellaneous. Um, people that spoke and just a ton of support, a lot of, uh, a lot of American flags. Um, and, and, and I was amazed. There was a lot of people that I've never seen involved that I personally know that I've never seen involved in politics, uh, that brought their whole family with them that I was shocked to see them out here because, you know, they'll talk politics, but they've never really been as far as I know, involved in, you know, getting out, um, getting involved. And, and that's what it's going to take. It's going to take, more of us Americans to get out and, and not only just talk about it, but be involved because I'm afraid that, that my children will never grow up in an America that I grew up in. If we, if we don't start getting involved in uh, doing something. Absolutely. I think one of the craziest things, you know, again, we were just in uh, um, South Carolina, bro, uh, the last three days and just watching these young people. And I keep looking at the parents. I keep looking at the adults saying, you got to understand Thomas Paine said, if there be trouble, let it be in my day so that my child may have peace. And it's like, I don't, right. my kids didn't ask for this and neither did we, but we have the chance to do something about it. And now is the time where we can stand up for something, especially a, a woman like Marlena, who, again, I, it's so crazy to me that a foreigner is standing for American Yeah. That's probably the most troubling thing here. Yeah, there's, and that was one thing I was going to ask you. I don't know if you know, uh, kind of the sense of the other businesses around the area, like, do they... Has, is there kind of a sense of how those other businesses are feeling about the whole situation? You know, uh, you have some that are, you know, wither, um, and some that aren't, you know, yeah. they're just, they're, they're afraid of the strong arm of the government. So yeah. they're going to sit on the sidelines, you know, um, and it's just going to take more people that are going to say, no, we're going to, we're going to do our constitutional duty and we're going to be in business and, and do it, you know, get her done. Absolutely. There's there's nothing else you can do, right? This this is people's livelihood at stake. And then, you know. Exactly. Yeah, Andrew, could you do me a favor? Let's can can you give us uh, uh some links or or anything we can do to help? Uh obviously prayer is important, obviously us taking a stand, but like does she need help financially? Does she need help in other areas? Can we can we help uh with our people here to do something? Yeah, she's got a GoFundMe page. Um 
And uh, I just checked here as of 6.30, and she's got uh, $211,000. Um, it's, it's jumped dramatically here since she's been arrested. I think, uh, if I remember right, on Thursday, I think she had roughly 40, almost 50 grand. And, yeah, now she's uh, she's right up there. So Good. Um, so, yeah, financially, I mean, you can always go to the GoFundMe page, um, and you can find that on Marlena's uh, Bistro. Um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. Uh, just a ton of support tomorrow. I think there'll be even more support, uh, from a lot of different officials and, uh, people that, that want to get involved. So yeah, yeah. Ex explain that there, there's a, there's a, what is it? The Michigan GOP is going to have a rally or, or yeah. a press conference or something. Yeah. They're going to have a press conference here tomorrow. Um, 11 AM. So well, I'll be posting that. Uh, I posted the link on my Facebook page already, but, um, but yeah, we can share that uh, with other people. They can they can watch. I'll probably do a Facebook live tomorrow uh, when they have that. And and two, I hope that the Michigan GOP listens to this. Nothing less than impeachment or removal from office is sufficing here. Yeah. Nothing right. less than you know recall. Well, the, the GOP is actually issued a statement here on Friday as well uh, regarding Dana Nessler's uh, her eagerness is how they put it to spend taxpayer money going after small businesses who are just trying to stay afloat. Meanwhile, uh, the governor, you know, she, she passed this thing where the, the patients that had COVID, they just re re-entered them back into the nursing homes <laughs> and, and common sense goes against that completely. Why would you reinstate someone with COVID back into a nursing home that those are the number one people affected? You know, so we're not going to investigate that, but we're going to go after Marlena, who's had zero cases of COVID here, and and ignore the fact that thousands of, of grandpas and grandmas that never got to see their, their children or, or their grandkids uh, got sent to almost a death sentence. And that, that's what's so scary. And this is what we always tell people literally all the time. How can you trust someone when they can't even balance their checkbook here, they can't even what Trump just got justified through the election laws, right? Yeah. In can, Michigan. Can you, yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's indicative of what's going on in Michigan is um, they, they just basically vindicated Trump said that the, what was way secretary of state, of course, way after when it doesn't matter at right. all, but that the secretary of state was, um, was changing laws when she wasn't supposed to. And it's, it's just been that system up in Michigan for the past couple of years with Whitmer. It's so frustrating to watch, especially, you know, cause I was born and raised in Michigan and, you know, to watch this happen and have right. family members that have to go through this. It's frustrating. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's a dictatorship going on right now, you know, to watch right. her tell the Supreme court, basically, I don't care what you say. I'm still going to do what Gosh, I want to do. Like out, get out right. right there. You know, when, when you, when you look at bad behavior, because a lot of the times when we look at judges and we look at people, when they say they can only be removed for bad behavior, it's like when you're destroying the Constitution, that's bad behavior. That is yeah. a lie. That's what you're doing, right? right? And so they're not even following to it. So, Andrew, um, we're going to keep uh, maintaining the story. I, I hope you can come on with us again. If we have yeah. to do another emergency yeah. podcast, totally fine. We're going to keep yeah. doing this. Uh, dude, thank you so much uh, for being out there. Keep letting us know what we can do as a, as, as uh, citizens here because we want to help yep. out there as well. So well, we look forward to getting Marlena on here and getting her on the podcast. Uh, it was a it's a bummer we couldn't have her on here today, um, but um, time will come. We'll get her back on here, and, and uh, we'll get her on the podcast, and she can tell us, you know, her story in depth. You know, 
Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited for it, man. Me Thank too. you so much, Andrew. We'll, we'll see you soon, bro. Thank you, Andrew. You guys, thanks, guys. Yeah, bye. All right. Okay. So we're going to keep an eye on that whole situation, guys, it's because ridiculous. it's it's really it's important. We were, we were originally supposed to have her on tonight, and we found out uh, – when everybody else did that, she got arrested. She was, it was a traffic stop. They pulled her over. They arrested her because there was a warrant out for her arrest. Right. Um, and we were super excited to have her because this is a, an important story. This is something big that somebody's standing. And this is one of those people that you have to support somehow, some way, because she's willing to go the distance. Straight and up. what the most frustrating part is, you know, we were we were mocking the whole communist situation. Why? Because she came from a country that was communist. Totally. She came from all of that, trying to get away, trying to just enjoy liberty. And she's back underneath it. And, and people will there will always be a good reason for why you can take away somebody's liberties. They'll always have yeah. a good reason. And and let's let, let's look at this. Lonnie Haynes just said this power and prayer. Let's storm the gates for justice. Amen. Amen. It's the only thing that's going to work right now because man-made methods has gotten us into this in this whole mess right now. You know, and to those of you on the Constitution Party page, listen, I know that the Constitution holds value, but if people don't know it, they don't read it, they don't hold it, it's just a piece of paper with writing yeah. on it. That's all yeah. it is. So we need to continue to go out there and educate. And that's why we do what we do. That's why we go out and do all of our speaking events. Like, I don't care what people think on either side. I know that the Constitution is not being upheld by either side. Yeah. You know what I mean? In a lot of ways. And so evidence by stimulus bill after stimulus bill after stimulus bill and after executive order after executive order after failed attempt at uh, Supreme Court justices and all these things we know. And that's why we do this. And that's why we stand so much. That's why we talk about things like, you know, the, the modern stuff like critical race theory, because mm -hmm. All of this stuff is what's hitting us instead of really talking about what really matters. And you know yeah. what, dude? I'm going to be honest here. I don't care if you like this or not. The bottom line is we've raised a generation, uh, several generations of, of men who no longer are men. No. They don't stand anymore. No. And, and so now it's like about my feelings and emotions and, oh, my gosh, look how you did this. Listen, I don't care where you've grown up or whatever. Adversity teaches you how to be a man. Yep. Adversity teaches you how to stand like a woman. Adversity teaches you something. And the bottom line is when you go through trials, count it joy because it teaches you patience. It teaches you how to stand. And, you know, I, I think we've lost that art of standing. And so now we're starting to see a lot of things change. Praise God. Yep. We're starting to see churches take a stand. We're starting to, and it's slow, but sure. And I don't care because we don't need a majority to win. All we need is God on our side. So mm -hmm. the founders depended on, yeah, that's why we do this. We're we're doing this because we know you you have to know what you know first and then move forward on that. And it's we have to be able to understand that you're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to have adversity, but that's OK. You step through it and you keep going. And one of the things that we're going to point out is a lot of times people say, well, the Constitution's there, so therefore good enough. But the problem is society Ooh. starts to control politics. Yep. Right. So the society. And okay. Yeah. But the media yeah. is silent. Uh, you know, can't even walk up steps. I'm sorry. I'm not even joking. That's just seriously messed up uh, to me. But then Carrie said, uh, even if there was COVID cases resulting in a restaurant being open, it's still her right to be open. Mm -hmm. There's no law. There's no law. And this is why repealing these emergency powers in your state is so important right now. Right. Deb Van Dyke just said this. And this is Deb. Thank you. 
and and I don't. It was in my head, and I didn't say it, but thank you. It's not just her removal, Whitmer's removal. It's her prosecution yeah. for destroying the Constitution of the state of Michigan. Absolutely, she's destroying it, and she's doing it deliberately. And she thinks she holds the power, and she doesn't. She's a human, just like you and me. And she puts her well, I don't know what she puts on pants or dress. I don't care. But she is a human, just like you and me. And she's got flaws, and she doesn't have authoritative power. She has no power. The, the, I don't. I don't remember the state of Michigan saying, "Yeah." Whitmer, here you go. We'll just give you everything we got. That's not what they said. They trusted her with the law to make yeah. sure that we have freedom. Listen, the Constitution was not written to restrain us from freedom. It was written against a government from destroying my freedom. Mm -hmm. That's why the yeah. Bill of Rights is written. That's why each state has that. It's the difference between negative and positive rights. The Constitution was originally written to protect negative rights, which means you don't have to, you don't have to impose on anybody else in order to have your rights. They're just there. They're inherent. Positive rights is where you suddenly have to impose yourself on somebody else to get that right. Say healthcare. People who argue that healthcare is a right. All of a sudden, I have to force somebody else to provide their labor and their production for me to get my right. That's the difference. Yep. And a lot of people, a lot of people now are viewing rights as something that's a positive right. I have a right to food, to healthcare, to a house, to a good standard of living. You have you you don't have a right to that. You have a right to the opportunity for that. That's exactly right. But you have to make that that contract with somebody. Yep. And and make this known. You're not the one being rebellious for upholding law. It's them who are destroying the law that's being rebellious. Yep. We're just the citizens doing our duty to uphold the law. Like it says in the Declaration of Independence. So we're going to get it. We're going to do a little case study here about how this happens and, and the problem with all of this. And so we're going to go to Canada for a second. I'm ooh, going to show you what you know what we forgot to address. What? How come Marlena got a seventy five hundred dollars? Oh, fine? that's right. Yeah. Hey, would you show that slide, buddy? You have that. You remember Marlena gets charged. What was it? Ninety three days in jail. She's got seventy five hundred bucks, seventy five hundred bucks, possibly another thirty thousand dollars. But this dude who was a judge. Right. Can violate. Was it was it porn? It was, was it child, child porn? Child porn. Child porn. A judge. And what did it, what was his bail? Five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks for violating kids. A judge. This shows you something. Mm -hmm. This is why you can't trust those in authority. You cannot trust power. You must question authority, not in a mean way, not in an arrogant way, in a you don't know me way, and I don't know you, and I can't trust you. Yeah. And look at this. They're, they're literally doing child porn. Look what we're telling the American people and kids. It's okay to be a porn addict. We'll, we'll, we won't prosecute that really bad. But you know what? Defy a governor's order. It's over for you. Don't pay your taxes. It's over for you. But you can murder somebody and get off in 10 years. I won't make the comparisons to Soviet Russia because I could easily make those. Why not Boris? <laughs> in Soviet Russia. <laughs> this is so insane. And not that I even listen. This this judge, these judges, right? They think they can legislate from the bench. Yeah. And this is what they've well, been taught for years in these colleges. That's what this judge showed in this Marlena case was this this judge basically decided they were going to determine intent before the case had even really been heard, chewed her out, right? It said, I don't know how long you want to keep doing this, ma'am, but we can do it all year long. You must abide by the law. Basically, we've got unlimited backing and power behind us. We can do whatever we want, and we will force you to comply. We will force you to shut down your business so that you don't have a living wage, which funny enough, 
we want to argue about a living wage if it means minimum wage for somebody who's working for Bingo. someone else. Bingo. But if you want your living wage by keeping your business open, well, all of a sudden that is that is so much more horrible than a judge who is wrapped up in anyways. So it's time for that again. Yeah. Don't tread on me, boys and girls. So let's let's go to this little case study. So about five years ago in Canada, there was an argument about a bill called Bill C-16. And so this was basically the the Equality Act uh, of Canada. Our Equality Act was basically adding um, sexual orientation and gender identity. And C-16 was, C-16 was doing the same thing with the Ottawa Human Rights Code of Conduct. Now we're gonna go. Let's let's go ahead and show slide one first. Okay, this happened. Uh, what was it? A week ago, something like that. A father was arrested and jailed for contempt after referring to his daughter as she and voicing dissent in interviews. And the judge had even told him that he's not allowed to refer to his transgender daughter as or transgender son, daughter to male not allowed to refer the with the wrong pronoun the kid so let's go ahead and play clip one and we're gonna we're gonna pull this out this clip happened five years ago and this was a debate about bill c-16 mm. mm. not just a form of discrimination it's a form of hate speech that's why i made the video i said that we were in danger of of placing uh the refusal to use certain kinds of language into the same category as holocaust denial and suggested that maybe that wasn't such a good idea especially since there's plenty of debate to be had about gender issues in our society, which I also think are also in danger of becoming illegal and quite rapidly. So it isn't clear to me how long we'll be able to have the talk that we're having right now. Here are can some. Can I jump in there? Can I can I jump in? Can I jump in there on? Please. The, I think that's a common misconception about Bill C-16 that it's somehow going to make um, pronoun use into hate speech. If you actually look at the provisions, we're talking about very minor amendments to the criminal code. Um, for They're example, not minor. Section, they uh, put it into the hate speech category. They're not minor at all. That's I a misstatement. Agree with you on that point. I think so. Don't tell a lot me they're minor. Here. That's not. That's not there's right. There's a lot of opportunity. So section. Opening. Kyle, yeah, so section 318, pardon me, uh, so section 318 sets out uh, a series of identifiable groups, and we're talking about the clearest of, of cases, the cases of uh, advocating genocide. Uh, and we have a series of groups that are already identified in the code, and all this does is add gender identity and gender expression to the categories that are already identified. And so I think we really have to add some um, reasonableness to this discussion, actually clearly articulate what the provision does. Well, let me be a little clear about what some of the problems, um, what you might be asking for if you want to do this. For example, and uh, Sheldon, bottom of page three here, let's put this graphic up. Pronoun misuse may become actionable through the human rights tribunals and the courts, and the remedies monetary damages, non-financial remedies, for example, ceasing the discriminatory practice or reinstatement to the job, and public interest remedies, for example, changing hiring practices or developing non-discriminatory policies and procedures, jail time is not one of them. Jordan, you're not going to go to jail if you keep this up. Do you, do you find that uh, reassuring? What if I don't pay the fine? Then what? Okay. So <laughs> that was five years ago. What if I don't pay the fine? Silence. Uh, jail time. So let's let's just we'll delve into this, and then I got another clip for you. So on Tuesday, the Daily Wire reports on Tuesday, the father of a biological girl who believes she is a boy turned himself into a Canadian court and was subsequently taken to jail, jail 
after the Attorney General of British Columbia issued an arrest warrant for contempt after the father had insisted on referring to his daughter as his daughter and used the pronoun she and her. Contempt. Suddenly, we found the, the case to send him to jail. Robert Hoogland from Surrey, British Columbia, has a 14-year-old daughter. February 2019, the Supreme Court of British Columbia, Canada, ordered that the girl receive testosterone injections. Notice, the court ordered that she receive testosterone injections without obtaining parental consent. Suddenly, this is the government's daughter, not this guy's. The court also declared that if either of her parents referred to her using female pronouns or addressed her by her birth name, they would be considered guilty of family violence. So let's go to clip two for a second. Five years ago, this happened. Could I speak to the campus climate about this? Because I don't, uh, I don't agree with why Dr. Peterson has been asked to stop abusing students on campus. To stop doing what? Abusing students. I see. And other members of our learning community who do deserve respect and do deserve to be able to work and learn and contribute to society in a place where if they are physically assaulted, if they are... Um, the assault so far came from the social justice warriors who are at this free speech rally, and almost two million people have this watched this so accurate. far. This is not accurate. Well, you can look you at the videos yourself. Because people have been making complaints about your behavior. Yes, I understand that. Yes. That, and so we're seeing a greater opportunity here, for social justice happening Nick, that many be, people won't understand. Nick, can I be clear on something? You, you've accused him of abusing students by not using the pronouns they want to be addressed That's by. That's how I see it, absolutely. That is tantamount to abuse in your view. Absolutely. Many, many global documents, many how organizations. About is it tantamount to violence? Yes, How about absolutely. hate speech? Is it tantamount to hate yes, speech? Yes, of course. It's hate speech Fine, to tell that's... someone that you won't refer to them as a, in a way that they, uh, that recognizes their humanity. Hmm. Violence. It's violence. And that's why I was talking about the idea of society, social situations end up informing the law. Now, the lawyer on that first clip was arguing that won't happen, pronouns won't be used to send people to jail, all of that. Then all of a sudden, this guy's saying, no, using the wrong pronouns is considered violence. It's abuse. And it seems to be the Canadian court is seeing it this way. Yeah, and I think what's so crazy is, did you listen to those two guys debating Peterson? Mm -hmm. They're effeminate. Mm -hmm. They're effeminate. And it's all about emotion and feeling and all these other things. And it's like, yo, just, just what did you say before you had said when's the <laughs> when, how, when's the last time you referred to someone as like yeah. hey mike how how are he doing yeah yeah what, you know what i'm saying like you only do those pronouns or whatever in a separate conversation about somebody yeah. so in other words richard's right here if i say hey man richard he's 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 uh he's gonna produce the podcast tonight it's the only time you ever use pronouns not to the person themselves so what are they accusing of jordan, jordan peterson of in this whole clip yeah of, of having, and this was something we were talking about, is you're not just dictating speech between two people that are, are part of the situation. You're now dictating speech how I talk to somebody else about you. Pronouns, the vast majority of times, are not used in a conversation between two people. Like, like Massey was saying, I say, hey, how's it going, man? How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Right? I don't say, hey, how are he? How are him? <laughs> No, if I'm talking to Richard, then I go, hey, Massey, he's got this, or you know, that was on him. You Every know? English teacher should be angry right <laughs> going, now, right? Oh, like, what is going years. on, right? And, and uh, again, 
am I going to take advice from someone who's talking about global documents and global this and organizations say, I don't care what organizations say. No government can tell you what to think and what to say. It doesn't matter if I've not abused them, if I've not maimed their liberty, if I'm not taking anything away from them, I can say whatever I want. Yeah. And that's the reason that we pulled this in was because, yes, this is happening in Canada. But do you know how many times I hear, well, that happens there. That won't happen here. Look at the Equality Act. This will happen with the Equality Act. This already happens in the U.S. Yep. Now, we haven't gotten as far as the idea of pronouns, but, man, we are this close. It's happened in England. There was a woman who used the wrong pronoun on purpose as, as a trolling thing online. Cops came to her house and arrested her because she used the wrong pronoun online and they considered it harassment. They considered it violence towards somebody. And, and listen, listen to me, Christian, you who are Christian, the moment you stand up and say you were not created that way, you were created the way that you were born, who are they really targeting? Is it the American or is it the Christian? I'm telling you, it's the white Christian they're after right now. And, and uh, my heritage being Hispanic, I'm standing for the whites right now because they're attacking them. And it's all about the whites and the white supremacy and white this and white that. How come it's not hate speech when you call someone a white supremacist? How come it's not hate speech? I'm just saying, and no, I don't think it no, should be. It, you can you can think whatever you want about people. But how come calling someone a racist when you don't know if they're racist or not is not hate speech, is not violence, is not inciting a violence, right? Yeah. Because you're literally judging their character. You're judging their intent. Nobody, nobody made you God, man. And this is the problem when you have a pagan view of government. When you have a pagan view of government, government then gives you rights, or I'm sorry, privileges. Government then gives you the permission to do these things. Government tells you what, you, what to do and what, and, and then we started the show like this. Boris, thank you for coming, but your free will is what I choose for you. That's exactly what's <laughs> yeah. happening right now. You may say what I tell you to say. You are free, right? So this idea of freedom, uh, we can take it for granted, and then all of a sudden we're told what we're free to do or not do. That's not freedom. And I'm glad you brought up the race stuff because if you're ready, I want to I want to bounce into this yeah. critical race. Andrew Gering, stuff. Andrew Gering just said, "Who wants to be the cop to enforce this?" And say, "Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah, all yeah. these cops that just like, look, man, I just want to uphold the law, uh -huh. not the thought police." I mean, come on, dude, that's insanity. That's insanity. What if I get pulled over and say I, I'm speeding, but you can't judge my intent? So am I really speeding? You know what I mean? Like this is crazy what they're doing right now, right? Again, five hundred yeah. bucks for being in child porn. But, but seventy five hundred for making for, pizzas for, for, for making pizzas for having a bistro. Yep. So let's get into the critical race theory stuff because what he was talking about in terms of the whiteness, white supremacy, all of that, like that, that fits in perfectly with this. So last week we had talked a little bit about critical race theory. We had brought up um, some issues. Remember, there was a professor who had pointed out some truth about uh, certain students in her classroom, and she got fired for it because it was considered right. racist what she was saying. Um, and we wanted to get a bit more into the critical race theory idea just because sometimes it's a little bit confusing. You're, you're wondering, okay, what exactly is right, it? What right. are people talking yeah, about? Yeah, and we need there? to be educated on this so we know yeah. how to – because who was it? I can't remember who it was. I just used this quote. Oh, it was Frederick Bastiat. He said the, the, the problem with a good cause, the, the, how it gets destroyed, is not because it's a good cause or it's skillfully attacked. It's because it's ineptly defended. Yeah, That's the only way a good cause gets destroyed. It's ineptly defended, not skillfully attacked. Yeah. And, and you, if you know more about it than even the people who are trying to stand up for it, right. you have a much better right. possibility of convincing yep. those who are kind of on the fence. 
Um, there will be those people you'll never be able to convince, but there are those people who are like, I don't know, that you'll be able to put a good, sound, deep right. argument for and right. really help them see the other side of right. things. So critical race theory, this started with a guy named Derek Bell in the 70s and 80s. Um, and this guy was he was a distinguished legal scholar. He was a writer. He was a champion for equality. He helped to develop critical race theory, which is considered a body of legal scholarship that explores how racism is embedded in laws and legal institutions. More broadly, over the course of his five-decade career, he worked to expose the persistence of racism. So basically what critical race theory does is it doesn't just say, hey, there's overt racism. There's somebody who hates somebody else of the other race. What he's saying is it's in everything. It's in every system, every institution, every pillar. It's in every law. Racism is it's what people see the world through. So I, I graduated with an English degree and part a big. Uh, yeah, I know my biggest regret, but <laughs> hey, you're helping us write our courses. So that's, that's true. That's yeah, good too. It, it finally went to some something type of good. use. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> um, but it's 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 rampant in especially English departments to view things through what are called lenses. So you might view a piece of work through the feminist lens or the queer lens or the race lens, right? And critical race theory is basically a lens. Mm. You're viewing yeah. everything in the world it's all about worldview, race. Isn't it? it is. It's it's all worldview. So Bell supported the argument that when the directive of equality cannot be followed without displeasing the white, then something that can be called a freedom of the white must be impaired. Must be impaired. So now suddenly we're talking about culling freedoms, but it's not, it, it's not a standard of, of absolute. It's a, it's a relative standard. Right. All of a sudden right. it's in the eyes of the beholder. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I think that this isn't quite equal. So therefore we better call this, this freedom that this white person has. Do you notice that happening? Do you notice how that's happening now? hundred percent. And so bearingdrift.com, which, which wrote an in-depth column about Bell and the legal side of his arguments. Actually, it's a really good column, and, and I would highly suggest we'll put up the link. It states the 14th Amendment, according to Bell, can only benefit the disadvantaged so long as those benefits secure, advanced, or at least not harm social interests deemed important by middle and upper class whites. Justice for the unprivileged only occurs in America when it is convenient for the privileged. Oof. Let me point something out here. Do you notice the class warfare in that statement? Totally. Hence why we talked about this whole episode is basically the idea of communism. It totally is, man. And think about it. Why is America the only ones on the hook for all the slavery? Right? Why not Europe? Dude, Genghis Khan? When they conquered <laughs> nations, they literally took in slaves. Yeah. He, he's connected to something like a quarter of the Mongolian population or something because a lot know, of africa's muslim because of the muslim takeovers yeah, yeah. and slavery well and, and, and america's the only one on the hook when they tried to rid the, the nation of slavery in the world yeah and one of the things that people don't really understand about the whole idea of slavery is that uh islam tore through the mediterranean area especially europe uh for about 400 years taking people as slaves uh, that's actually why the Crusades happened was because people were were pleading yeah, with yeah. the Catholic Church to do something about it with the with the Vatican. And so when you talk about slavery, 
Slavery happens all over the world. America is not unique in this. But you know what America and the West are unique in? Is actively moving to do away with slavery mm. and end it. Yep. We are unique in that. And so when we're told that slavery is the original sin of America, or slavery is the original sin of everybody then. Jeez. I mean, well, again, uh, the Egyptians had Hebrews for slaves. Does anybody blame Egypt? Are the Hebrews getting any of the Hebrew people reparations reparations from Egypt? Oh, they did. God sent them out with the spoil because it was wrong for what they did. Right here. They end it. And here we are saying, look, work for what you got. Yeah. Right. And and reparations have started in it. But that's that's a different conversation. So keep going. So this is a Marxian approach. um, And. I couldn't find much connection with Bell and and like out now communism, but he seemed to have an appreciation for it. Um, and Bell later shows it it makes it talks about politics, power, and money, the chief or only interest of actors, especially among the successful or powerful. Uh, arguments of ideology are an excuse. They're not true motivators can readily be dismissed. This bias is evident in Bell's refutation of the apparent advances in racial equality. Yeah. Right. Bell, Bell ended up supporting the idea that the Soviet Union was doing equality better than the U.S. was. Well, that's right. Everybody's equal and poor. You know, at some point, there's going to be an inequality in wealth. Now, we're not saying that there weren't issues, there weren't problems, there weren't things carried right. over. But you know who one of the fastest growing groups was between about 1890 and about 1940? Blacks. You know who had lower rates of divorce? Blacks. They were doing well. They were progressing. And then you got to about the 1960s. You got to the expansion of the welfare state. And all of a sudden, everything stopped in its tracks. Right. So if you want to talk about, okay, how do you get forward? Let people be and let them get themselves forward. It happened with every ethnic group that came to the U.S. They had to kind of struggle and fight. Does that make it right? No, but they struggle and fought, and then they started doing better and better and better. Asians outperform whites. 100%. Asians outperform whites. So why aren't we going after them? Oh, wait, we are when, we, we when, might. <laughs> when you look at college acceptance rates. We are going after them. <laughs> yeah, there's, so, there's so much in this, dude. There's yeah. so much in this because it's like, and you know what it is? You know why it's so taxing to talk about? Because it's so uncommon sense like. Yeah. You know, we both and most of us here, like the like Gloria, Deb, uh, Carrie, Evie, Andrew, Jeff, a lot of these guys that are commenting, a lot of the people who liked uh, you know, Dr. Brian, we suffer from this thing called CS. We all kind of have it. it's called common sense. This is ridiculous, mm-hmm. dude. This is ridiculous what's been happening. And that's why it's so taxing to talk about because it's like, how do you even stay up with all the stuff that they've been doing? And this is how they indoctrinate people, man. They just go, hey, you're a racist. And you know how they do it? They dummy down the people to even have a confidence in themselves yeah. to know who they are. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing. When you become a child of God, you're adopted into him. And all of a sudden, I'm his son. I know my identity now. You can't put your identity on me. You can't put your false identity on me and me claim that. And the only way that you do is when you live in fear. And you live in fear and saying, man, I, you know, I, oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no. I'm a child of God. And I know I stand on truth. And the bottom line is the Bible is my rock. And the Constitution is the bedrock of this country. That's it. Declaration of Independence. Bill of Rights. And you know what that does is uh, so critical race theory and communism, all of that moves on a foundation of power. That's all it focuses on is is power. Oppressed versus oppressor. 
uh, rich versus poor, black versus white. All that is who's got the most power. Totally. And and one of the things that when you are a Christian, you're giving up your power. You're giving all power to God. 100%. And so all of a sudden, power doesn't really matter because power is given or taken from the Lord. Now, it doesn't mean that you aren't given power or responsibility, but you have an understanding that you're a steward of it. Ooh, you're not just it's yours so that you can hold over somebody else or you can right. get back at the person who's got the power. It's no, the Lord has given me this power responsibility. 100%. How do I use yep. it for the Lord? And I want to read some quotes from Karl Let's Marx. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. You want to go back and forth on these? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So the reason we're going to read these is show how much Karl Marx thought about the idea of power, of, of, relationships that way. So Marx said, the oppressed are allowed once every few years to decide which particular representatives of the oppressing class are to re represent and repress them. Ooh, come on. You just think about this. And guys, remember, this guy died alone. Mm -hmm. Nobody really followed his theories, right? And now we are doing it. Yeah. And you know why? Because now you look at the country and it's turning into de degeneracy because of this, because of what we're following here, right? And I don't think it's everybody. And this is where I want to encourage the Christian. I want to encourage the patriot. You know how I know we're winning? It's because they keep telling me we're losing. Yeah. They have to keep they're, telling they're us pushing that. Harder and harder. Of course. They got to keep saying that kind of stuff. They got to have, you know how Whitmer and these guys are getting away with this stuff? Like here, like because those people who are illegal, they're un American. You know how they, they're, they're winning? They put themselves in key positions to win. Yeah. You know what's up to us to do? Get in those key positions now. Yeah. So we can restore liberty. Because that's the only thing that's going on. It's not the populace is behind this. It's because we put those those people in key positions to do this kind of junk. And we were ill-educated on how those functions work. And it happened from in 2020. We realized, oh, my gosh, local elections matter. Uh, state elections matter. County, cons or county uh, councils matter. State or city councils matter. Uh, school board matters. All these things matter, right? And now it's our job to get into those places, right? And so we're seeing a surge of that now. Yeah. People are like, forget this. I don't care what it costs me. Listen, you're going to have to give up a lot of things to restore liberty. There's no silver bullet to this. It's going to take a lot of work. Mm -hmm. We got to do 100, undo 120 years of a terrible school system that's been destroying these kids in colleges for years. Oh, and parents that paid $250,000 to get them indoctrinated. We have to undo a lot of that stuff right now. Yeah. Here's another quote from Karl Marx. Political power properly so-called is merely the organized power of one class for oppressing another. Notice that? He said political power... All it is, is the organized power of one class to oppress the other. That's all he views politics as. And that's what Marxism, communism, all of totally. that views power as. And if you notice, all of this conversation about race always falls back to the idea 100%. of power. 100%. The idea of the oppressor versus the oppressed. So when people say, well, that's not a Marxist movement, it's just a racial movement. No, it's both. It's both. Because you're getting into that whole area and, and the, the black uh activist rights movement has been has been overwhelmed with marxist movement over the decades especially in the 70s and the right, 60s right. The, the soviet union right. knew how to infiltrate and drive wedges in political activism they knew what they were doing let's read another one let's do it the history of all previous societies has been the history of class struggles Woo. that's how he views history Class struggles. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, here's another one. Society does not consist of individuals. 
Here we have something called individual sovereignty. It's called personal responsibility. It's called self-government. It's what our founders wanted. And as a matter of fact, it's one of the four jurisdictions that God ordains. Mm -hmm. We have uh, family government, civil government, church government, and self-government. Self-government, i.e. meaning the Ten Commandments, uh, rules, morals, love thy neighbors thyself, that type of thing. Listen to this quote. This is how un-American this is. And this is how un-American a lot of these posts have become. And a yeah. lot of these people, Bernie Sanders included, all these guys, they're un-American. They hate America. They hate America. You know why? Because they want to control America. That's why they hate them. Yeah. That's why the Soros's of the world can, can do what they do. Listen to this. Society does not consist of individuals, but express but expresses the sum of ir, uh, interrelations. Interrelations. I'm sorry. The relations within with within which these individuals stand. So in other words, there's inter inter interracial inter. inter, inter Interrelation. Interrelational. <laughs> two gosh. hours of sleep. I, I understand I, I, and, and I had like four cups of coffee because I was two hours of sleep. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So the, you hit it. The relationship. Now I feel stupid. No, 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 no. You're good. I'm from public school. Look what happened to me. <laughs> I'm a public school guy. Hooked on pahonics. Work it for me. <laughs> Hooked on pahonics. <laughs> uh, the the ruling ideas of each age have ever been the ideas of its ruling class. Once again, the idea of class, the idea of ruling, the idea of struggle. And, and I'll read this one so that you can cover the, the scriptural reference to it. Sound good? Yeah, totally. Okay. All right. So I'm going to read this. And then he, I actually put in a scriptural reference to this because someday I keep telling you guys, I'm going to cover how Marx, there's, there's, it's satanic, the whole Marx 100%. Idea. It is. Um, and demonic. he himself, he, one of his closest confidants, Frederick Engels, said that the man was possessed by 10,000 demons. Gosh. If, you're, if, if your closest partner is like, yeah, that guy's possessed, maybe something's wrong with you. So he said, and as a hint to the spirit, or I said, and as a hint to the spiritual state of Marx, Marx said this, landlords, like all other men, Love to reap where they never sowed. So, Massey, you want to go into scripture? Because that might sound a little familiar to some of you if you've read scripture. You know, I think uh, Matthew 25, 24 through 28 says this. And there uh, one also, one who had received the one talent, came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man. And all that master told him was just duplicate what I give you. Just multiply what I give you. How is that hard? No. You know what it was? Lazinus. <laughs> They were lazy. Here's what it is. Reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. And, and he said, I was afraid and went away and hid my talent or hid your talent in the ground. See what you have. See, see you have what is yours. And, and but the master said unto him, you wicked, lazy slave. Look what he called him. He said wicked. Why? Because he abdicated his personal responsibility, turned it on the master. Listen to this. It's your fault that I didn't multiply. It's your fault that I'm oppressed, white person. It's your fault, Christian, that I can't get ahead. It's your fault that my society is destroyed. It's all you or it's all government or it's all this. It's us. And the moment we can turn around and say, Lord, it's me. It's me that has to take on the torch. It's me that has to get educated. It is I, Lord, who has sinned before you and you alone, King David said. Or the, the, the prodigal son. Against you, against heaven alone have I sinned. I let it go. Not anybody else. I have to be responsible. Listen to this. He said, you ought to have put the, my money in the bank. And on my arrival, I would, I would have received my money back with interest. 
Therefore, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. So let me read Marx's quote again. Landlords, like all other men, love to reap where they never sowed. You know who the communists went after? Landlords. Especially when they were doing the decolonization. They were going after the landlords. So Marx, knowing he's using scripture, has just set his face against God. So when people say, oh, well, you know, communism, socialism, social justice, all of that, you know, that really aligns with Christianity. You know, it's it's fighting the power for the for the minority, for the little guy. Go back to the source of the leadership. This yeah. guy is the one who's saying, Master, you're hard. You reap where you do not sow. Do you really want to be connected with that servant with the one talent who points the finger at the Lord and says, you reap where you don't sow. You're a hard master. Pointing the finger at somebody else. You want to know something about Marx? The guy never really held a job. The guy was famous for needing money from everybody. He was so greedy for yeah. other people's yeah. money that yeah. he stopped talking to his parents because his parents wouldn't send him money. Yeah. And then when his dad died, basically all he cared about was getting money. When Frederick Ingalls' uh, companion died, his, his girlfriend, I guess, died, Marx wrote like one sentence at the beginning of it about, hey, that's too bad immediately went into asking for money. That's all this guy cared about was everybody else's money, yet he wasn't good enough, wasn't responsible enough to go get himself a real job. Exactly. Now, we just got a comment, and thank you, Andrew, for the comment. He said, what about that slave part where Jesus said, you wicked and slothful slave, right? Yeah. Slothful oh. slave or lazy slave. <laughs> but hear this out. Notice how they weren't purchased slaves. He told them, here's, my, here's what I'm giving you. Go multiply it. Mm -hmm. It was a willful transaction. He was going to pay them from that. That's what he yep. wanted them to do, right? Now, I don't know what version this is. I'm assuming no, NASB? Yeah, yeah. NASB. If you go back and read the King James, bro, it actually says this. He said, uh, well done, thou good and faithful. Oh, I'm on the wrong part. Oh, here it is. His Lord answered and said, he goes, thou wicked and slothful servant. Yep. They were servants of his, not slaves. And I think we mistake that, especially in the, uh, I think the Timothy context where, you know, they yeah. call them servants and not slaves. And people say, see, they said they, they love slaves in the Bible. It's not what it's referring to here, because most of the time these servants or quote unquote slaves were indentured servants. In other mm -hmm. words, they owed the master money. They owed the master something. That's why they were uh, on that. So yeah. great question, by the way. And and in the Old Testament, a, a fellow Hebrew might have been referred to as a slave, but in reality, you could only serve for seven years. Now, if you wanted to continue serving that person, you had a process where you could do that. Biblically, the idea of slavery is more akin to servanthood, right? Right. You're right. a servant for somebody else because you're working to pay off right. debt or you you just don't have right. the money to fund yourself. So, hey, I'll do some work for you. And, you know, so you, no, the you Bible me, feed me all of and that. And the Bible doesn't justify slavery. Why would no. he why would he uh, uh, destroy Egypt basically through plagues to get rid of slavery for his kids? He did. They don't endorse slavery in the Bible. OK. So I, I want to quick run through just a couple examples of how this, this crap is happening in America. Exactly. So let's go to slide two. Um, there was a biracial student who was failed. Okay, William Clark, a biracial student, failed a critical race theory class because he refused to confess his white dominance as part of a course requirement. Confess your white dominance is a course requirement. In other words, he failed to do it, and therefore he got failed. Jeez. Because he failed this class, he's not being allowed to graduate. 
In the class, the students were required right. to publicly reveal their race, gender, religion, and sexual identities, and then attach derogatory labels to those identities. From there, they were required to undo and unlearn their beliefs, attitudes, and behaviors that stem from oppression. Jeez, dude. He was the only student in the class who appears white but is, in fact, mixed, mixed race. Well, let's go to slide three. This was a California elementary is pushing critical race theory on third grade students. A teacher at elementary school in Cupertino allegedly instructed third graders to rank themselves based on their power and privilege during a math lesson. Teacher at the R.I. Meyerholtz Elementary School told the eight and nine, eight and nine year old students that they live in a dominant culture of white, middle class, cisgender, educated, able bodied Christians who created and maintain this culture in order to hold power and stay in power. According to Christopher F. Rufo, contributing editor of City Journal, the students notice this. The students live in a city where 67% of the population is Asian American and the median household income is $171,000. But you white people, you're the dominant ones. Yeah, you're the bad ones. You're the bad. Uh, here, how bold is it to do this to a bunch of kids who are eight, nine years old? Parents? Let, let's let's just let's just get yep. real, okay? You you cannot blame Satan for your kids being destroyed if you're sending them to the schools that are destroying them. Are you hearing me? You cannot blame Satan for your choices. If you're going to send them to these schools, if you're going to send them to these places, then expect the warfare. Expect that this is going to happen, right? You're literally sending them into the fire, ill-equipped and unprepared. You cannot undo. 40 hours of schooling with a two-hour Sunday school class. Mm -hmm. You just can't do it unless God intervenes. But you cannot be naive either and say, oh, my gosh, Lord, what happened? It's Satan, a horrible person. Look, you can't send your kids to these places and expect good fruit when they're constantly being poured in this evil fruit. Yeah. My sons, they went to a, they went to a uh, Christian school up the road here. And one of my son's teachers was going off on how bad Trump was and Trump, Trump this and Trump that. My son stood up and he's like, look, why are you telling? This has nothing to do with math, you know, because you teach your sons to fight. But in a Christian school, I didn't expect them yeah. to do that. That's not what that's not what we send them there for. Right. It was in a Christian school. Or at least prepare them or retrain your kids every night with the truth. That's true. That's so true. But I know for a lot of people, you have to. You got to go to school. You got to do this. Right. This is where the rubber meets the road, right here. And Gloria's right. Run for school board. Just a yes. thought. That's exactly why you got to be involved because they're the ones who control the agendas that are going on in the schools as far as like curriculums and things like that. We cannot blame. We cannot. And if you're not a prayerful mom or a prayerful dad, dude, you're leaving your kids open, mm -hmm. open for attack. And this world is corrupt. In this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because Christ overcame the world, he says in 1 John 4. He overcame, it was verse John 5, he overcame the world. Uh, let's see, and, and Lisa Keller just said this, kids don't have the maturity to be salt and light. No. They don't have, the, they don't have, you know. It's, they're, they're very easily influenced because what happens is they're told by all of their teachers, the vast majority of their teachers, that um, they're privileged, that because they're white, there's something wrong with them. Be they must be racist. They must be causing microaggressions. Mm -hmm. they, they must support the minority and the underprivileged in a way at, at compensating by compromising for themselves, right? And so when you're 
six, seven, eight years old, it's going to be very difficult for you to go against the stream. There's plenty of 21 year olds who can't go against the stream. I mean, college this, really can twist minds. It, it can you know? if you're not grounded. Yeah. You're not grounded, right? Andrew's right. And, and this is a cool point, Andrew. Thank you for this. He said, we struggle not se not sending our kids to public school because how do we be the salt and light if we don't send them there, right? And true. Go ahead. No, 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 no you do it. And, Go ahead. and that's the battle. But that's why we say get involved and get active because I think that it becomes a passive of, well, I hope my kid can be salt and light. But if you're sending your kid and they're not prepared, what happens is they end up getting overwhelmed and they end up starting to look at you like, well, maybe you're the wrong one. Maybe you're incorrect. Yeah. You know, and and so this is why we think it's so important for you to get involved. Get on your school board. Make yep. sure you're paying close yep. attention yep. to what your kids are being taught. Make sure you push back when you see that stuff yeah. happening. Encourage the next generation Truth. to become Truth. teachers Truth. or Truth. find a homeschool group. Truth. And and start start finding alternatives if you need to. But yeah. I, I am totally and I'm not at all uh, uh, going against like other people who feel like, totally, you know, totally. what? I'm going to send my kid to public and I think school they know and be that. a solid light. Right? Yeah, they're, they're, I, yeah. I don't think they would take it like for, that. For me, um, at least for the very developmental years of my child's life, uh, I pray yeah. that we still are in the opportunity to be able to homeschool him and, and prepare him because I would rather him prepare and train up in my household. And then that way he's ready to go out. And, and I want him to be able to go out and get challenged because you, right. you don't, you don't sit solid unless you're challenged and you're tested. I just want to make sure that he's ready for that challenging and testing. And, and we as parents have to make sure that we're, we're not giving our children undue yeah. um, pressure temptation yeah. when they're not prepared for it. I think but. too, here's another side to that coin, right? It's like, I, I do agree. I want to send my kids, especially Isaiah, right? He's a smart whoop. Yeah, you know, he, he, yeah. he knows he's in apologetics. He's only 12 years old, but this kid can stand his ground. He's so smart, right? I want to send him to, to these areas. He wants to go to Harvard. That's what he yeah. wants to do. He, he's like, dad, you taught me to go out and be a light. So let's, yeah. let's go, let's go do it. But he cannot do that if I'm not the example doing the very thing that I'm having him do yeah. in the school. So if I'm not the one out there challenging going out there and, and being the salt and light myself, going out and being a witness of Jesus Christ myself, if I'm not out there challenging status quo myself, how am I sending my child to be the thing that I'm not? Yeah. Isn't that hypocrisy? I don't want to do that. I want to challenge people. I want to challenge because that's what God put in me. So then my kids see, hey, daddy does it. I can do it too. Mommy does it. I can do it too. Mommy prays two hours and I can do that too. And look what God, look what God does for mommy. Yeah. Right. So we got to be careful too about, and I understand, like I get the, I get the, I get what they're saying, be yeah. a light. Yeah. But if you're not doing it, we can't push our kids to do something we're not willing to do. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying this directed to anybody. Yeah, we're, we're not attacking anybody. No, we just, no. we're, and we're, we're thankful because you guys are pointing out that point of view of, well, there needs to be salt and light in those areas. And I, we totally agree. Um, and I would push it one step forward and say, just don't, don't let your kids be the only salt and light you get involved in that school too. And you be salt and light in that school as well, whether it's PTA, whether it's school board, whether it's taking a volunteer position, whether, you know, and that way your kids, your kid sees you standing up and acting towards it, right? Your kids moving forward on it. So um, you got anything left before? No, I think, I think um, I'm, I'm looking at this going, 
Uh, and I, there's so many cool comments here. Uh, Lisa Keller just said, I'm sorry, but as a public school teacher, I can't encourage anyone to be a teacher. The whole system needs dismantling and revamping. I can't disagree with that. And I understand. Yeah, I get where you're going with it. I get where she's and she's in the fight every day. So we're kind of, you know, I understand what you're saying, uh, Lisa. And it makes sense. I mean, this whole system and, is. And that, that's of the unions and crap. Yeah, dude. You and, know what I mean? And the unions are overrun with with Marxists. If you ever notice, they'll use the color red a lot. Um, and it's, it's a very Marxist color. Uh, they'll even have the fist everywhere. Um, and that, that's why I said the alternative homeschooling, right? Um, I do think that we either, we, we as conservatives have to yeah. kind of come to a yeah. consensus one way or another, You're like, right. okay, are we going to collapse the system or are we going to try and, and revamp, uh, the system. revamp yeah, and reform and, it? reform the system from within? Yeah. And once we kind of decide, okay, what are we, because once again, one thing that they have for them is they know how to organize and have one mission and one goal. Yeah. And that is infiltration and changing from the inside. I feel like that too. It's like, man, we got to revamp good. The, We got to revamp the Republican Party too. You yeah. know what I mean? They're not yeah. even following to their tenants. No. And so many of us are like, oh, Republicans. And there's good ones. I'm not saying they're not. The party as a whole, passing another stimulus, still funding babies' abortions. Nice. Still, I mean, you know what I mean? It's like there's so much that we can redo, right? Red for Ed. <laughs> That's right, Lisa. That's right. That's so awesome. Thank you guys for all your comments. Thank you for all the support. Are we going to yeah. continue? Um, yeah. I think I think what we're doing here is we're showing two sides. And you're right, Lisa. And the curriculum companies are Marxist. Exactly. They, absolutely. And so this is what happens with unions. What you're right because it's like we just got to fall in line and mm -hmm. can't lose your job, tenure, all this other stuff. You can literally do everything. It's just like the Catholic Church and just remove popes and just put them everywhere you want. You know. And I'm not I'm not speaking against Catholics. I'm saying that's just how it works, right? Yeah. One gets busted, they get moved. I'm not I'm not speaking against Catholics. I'm not I'm not doing that uh, at at all. I'm saying that what we're doing and what we're seeing here is there's a lot of reformation that needs to happen. And so I'm encouraged when I look at these podcasts and I'm seeing all these comments come in because yeah. you know what? People are finding something that they can voice their voice on and we can say yes agree how do we fix that then mm -hmm. lisa we got to come up with a plan to start revamping just michigan schools alone right we got to come up with a plan to recall whitmer now you know what i mean and and the prosecutor you're right andrew we need to come up with a, you know what i mean there's all these other things like here in florida what we're doing here you know right to life all these things all these uh bills that are being passed to stop abortion all these things and we can do it and we still can we still have the opportunity to do it yeah that's why we're doing this yeah and that's it's it's why we'll always push for you guys to to go out and be active you know and money is important it's very important and being able to provide money to different resources or organizations in order to help further the cause that's awesome um, but there's also kind of a disconnect that that can happen sometimes um, and I'm reminded my, my church, when I was living in Wisconsin, they figured out that when they would do like mission donations to, to, uh, hard pressed areas, what they figured out was don't just give the check to the leaders because what'll happen is the leaders will end up just putting it in their pocket or, or spending it horribly. What you have to do is you have to go and you have to say, yep. okay, this is what you guys want. So we're going to help you do the work. Right. We'll we'll help you kind of plan and we'll fund the job. But you guys have to do the work. You guys have to be a part of the planning. You So what happens is they end up putting skin in the game. So then there it's their pride. It's their structure. People who just have a blank check, they don't appreciate it. Um and so I say that as an encouragement to you of maybe it's time to be a little more physically active right. in something. Um, and I know the hard part is conservatives 
are hardworking. They're busy. They've got families. They care about that stuff. Absolutely. Whereas you, know, you get these progressive movements, they feed off the college student who has no job, who doesn't care, but wants to be a part of something greater. So they have a lot more foot soldiers that are willing to go anywhere, do anything, you know, as long as they're given a little check and a, little, a burger. So we have to decide, OK, how can I do something? How can I be a part of this? How can I move forward with the with the organization of conservatives? And so that's something for us to think about and talk about is how do we move forward? Right. So. We're going to close this out. Do not forget. I want, hey, Richard, yeah, get this shirt, guys. Get this shirt. This will start conversations. And oh man, will it start conversations? And you'll have fun, guys. Listen, we we were <laughs> and it's just, a good looking shirt. Yeah, we just we just got them in last week, and it's funny. We were just at the at, at this conference in uh, South Carolina, and so many dads and so many moms bought the shirt and said, "Man, my husband would love that." And already it started a conversation with all the kids. It yep. was like, "What what is socialism? What does that mean?" And steals, kills, destroys. That's Satan. Yes. <laughs> so it's a very good conversation start. You guys can get one on 1776truth.store. Uh, Goes to support what we're doing uh, nationally uh, out there. Also, too, locally, what we're trying to do here locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so go get one. Go get five. Go yeah. get 100. We got them in sweatshirt form, too. We are, All of our MAGA hats, these uh, Make America Constitutional Again hats, all these things and more can be found there. It goes to help support us. Um, I'm so thankful and grateful for all you guys who comment and support and love. And you guys sent us out last week again, and it just rocked. I mean, just to see these kids light up and say, man, I didn't know this. And dude, these guys, a lot of these kids were homeschooled that we went to and they're taking government courses. They didn't even know half the stuff I was saying to them. They had no clue, which it's it's not in a lot of the curriculums that they're taking, even, even the good curriculums or parents just don't know. And that's, that's why we're here is to help kind of give you that extra information that you may need to connect the dots and fill in the gaps. So do not forget to check out our social media stuff. Yeah. uh, Um, Bit shoot. Can you do all that rumble? Bit shoot, rumble, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, we're all over the place. You can you search self-evident ministry. You're going to find us somewhere. Yep. And, it's pretty awesome, too. And let us know which one you like the most, which platform you really you tend to gravitate towards with us. And if you find a platform that you really like and you'd like us to be on it, let us know. We're, we're always on the lookout for alt tech. That being said, guys, we're going to be back here next Sunday, 7 p.m. <laughs> We're both like shot. <laughs> we're shot. Yeah, we're we're, we're burned. I, so. And it's sorry, boohoo, right? Here I'm talking about. <laughs> but we're here. Here I'm talking about effeminates and how bad they are. I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. Oh, just, so what? We got like, to like. In the words of Larry Elder, we got a country to save. Yep. We got a country to save. We, that's we, why we're we, here. We, we've got souls to save by the grace of God, and that's our job. So we love you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Tune in and keep keep sharing the social media posts. Yep. Keep sharing this uh, stuff. And and again, we love you guys very much. Talk to you All soon. Right. Love you guys.